God's Rule or Laity Rule by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. For many years, people in the world's churches have been taught by leadership not necessarily appointed by God. Truth has therefore been very badly compromised and false doctrines taught to satisfy the itching ears of a people unwilling to change, to cement their own position in the church and protect their retirement plan. In the long run, it is the people that have paid for the lack of God-chosen leadership. Second Timothy chapter 4 verses 3 and 4 prophesied of this phenomenon. For the time will come, it has, when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, choose their own shepherds, and they will turn their ears away from the truth to remain in their comfort zone and be turned aside to fables. Once saved, always saved, rapture theory, etc. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 10 through 12 shows the result. And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that men can choose for themselves what is good or evil. You won't die for it. You shall be like God. That they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness, not right with God and in opposition to his law. The enemy has solidly built a foundation of deception and lies on which the religious church now firmly stands. This deception has become a chasm of unrighteousness separating man from God. A huge problem has evolved because of the unscriptural structure pertaining to leadership. Church government is now submitting to the people with the laity making governmental decisions. If you look at the way a body operates, it is the head or governing authority that gives direction to the body members, not the other way around. So what has happened over the years, without direction from the head, the body members do not function as they should, resulting in a weak and powerless body of people. In Romans chapter 13 verses 1 through 7, the church is instructed to submit to the government of God. This portion of scripture is incorrectly interpreted through the world's knowledge. Instead of being taught the people are to submit to God's government, they are admonished to submit to the government of Satan, the systems of man, what the scripture calls the beast. Romans chapter 13 verses 1 through 7 let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, 
but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Therefore, you must be subject, not only because of wrath, but also for conscience' sake. For because of this, you also pay taxes, for they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render, therefore, to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. A study from the Strong's Concordance will give you a much better translation of these scriptures. It will reveal they refer strictly to God's government, His authority, and not man's. For instance, in verse 4, we read, For He is God's minister to you for good. The Greek rendering of the word minister comes from the Strong's number 1249, Diaconis. 1249, Diaconis, probably from an obsolete diocle to run on errands. Compare 1377, an attendant. Geniative case, a waiter, at table or in other menial duties. Especially, a Christian teacher and pastor, technically a deacon or deaconess. The King James Version, deacon, minister, servant. Now we know that all the government officials of this world cannot possibly be ministers of God, nor are they all even Christian. How, then, could this scripture possibly be referring to man's governments? It isn't. And as far as the taxes are concerned, this does not refer to the taxes that are brought on the people through the systems of man. These are taxes, or tributes, due to the people of God, the priesthood, or government, who diligently minister His word and care for the people. Part of this tax was also for the upkeep of the buildings. This was known as the temple tax, that cared for his priests and the meeting place of the people where they assembled to worship God. God's people were being encouraged to listen to his government. Through them, he would both guide and protect his people from this world. Through them, he would also teach his law, backed by his sovereignty, that would protect them, if obeyed. We see yet another reference to government, this one is speaking of the world's leadership. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 13 through 17. Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man, for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme, obey the law of the land, that you cannot be faulted by Satan, or to governors, as to those who are sent by him, for the punishment of evildoers, and for the praise of those who do good. 
Laws only affect those that break them. They actually protect the righteous. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, act beyond reproach or accusation. As free, we know Jesus set us free of the world, but we are here for a job on this planet to manifest God's plan for restoration. Yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bondservants of God. We are not to retaliate against man. This is God's part. Honor all people. God created them. Love the brotherhood. Unite with fellow believers, separating your hearts from the world. Fear God, not man. Honor the king. Mankind chose his own fate. Man's rule was a choice made by mankind himself. God wants us to experience the results of that choice by being obedient to it. Not satisfied with God's government through his priesthood, the people chose to have a king like the nations. The condition of the world today is proof of our inability to rule ourselves. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 2 says it well. When the righteous are in authority, those chosen by God as his government, the people rejoice. But when the wicked man rules, man's systems governed by Satan, the people groan. Wars, poverty, etc. 1 Samuel chapter 8 verses 5 through 7 shows us the beginning of laity rule. And said to him, Look, you are old, and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel, the high priest, head of God's government at that time. When they said, Give us a king to judge us, so Samuel prayed to the Lord. And the Lord said to Samuel, Heed the voice of the people in all that they say to you. For they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. The priest did not make a move without consulting God. He therefore ruled. The church today is the fruit of leadership chosen by man. It has been very difficult for people caught up in the world's churches to grow and mature beyond sitting in pews and paying their tithes. This is because there is no end-time instruction coming to the congregation from those God chooses to speak through today. Leadership chosen by man will come against those called of God. Remember their God. They ridicule the insight and truth released through them for this age while the people are completely in the dark as to what is going on. They, therefore, do not develop a taste for new manna. They are satisfied with truth released for ages past, and just as the enemy planned, are assimilated further into his church world and society rather than God's kingdom. There exists an extension of the hand of God by which the power of God's authority flows today, however. The fact that they are human is obvious 
As scripture states, it is through human vessels that God manifests and dwells. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you the hope of glory. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 16 And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them in whatever capacity he chooses. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 11 through 13 reveals who he will dwell in as government to guide and protect his people. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, no more pew-sitters, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith, one mind and one heart, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, not Satan's knowledge chosen by Eve, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, the powerful, strong body of Christ. God alone is the authority over all things. In His is our victory over the world, the enemy, and the systems that man is in bondage to. But remember, Satan's decree to sit on God's holy mountain to rule God's people and be as God? This is why mankind should honestly want to be covered by those God chooses, realizing now it is God functioning through them on their behalf. The world's leadership over the traditional church as well as man's systems are chosen because they are likable, educated, or do things to man's liking. God calls his leadership from among those he has personally gifted to serve, the obedient and faithful, those willing to lay down their personal lives so he can live through them to lead and guide his people. And so does Satan. He looks for the self-centered, lawless ones that without knowing are obedient and faithful to him, ones that he can live through. How can we distinguish between the two? What is the fruit of your leadership's lives? Are they there for you when you need them? Do they live at home like they appear in church? An evil tree cannot produce good fruit, you know. Look for hypocrisy. Above all, do they hunger for truth? Good leadership feeds fresh manna. You should be able to discern the Lord's voice through them. Learn to tell the difference. Why take advice from people that operate through carnal reasoning when the Lord is there to confirm the counsel of his messengers? Isaiah chapter 44 verses 25 and 26 explains. Who frustrates the signs of the babblers? One's operating through intellect and performs the counsel of his messengers. He backs the words of his leadership he speaks through. 
who says to Jerusalem, You shall be inhabited. To the cities of Judah, you shall be built, and I will raise up her waste places. He is sovereign. A tree of righteousness, that is, the planting of the Lord, according to Isaiah chapter 61, verse 3, will bear holy fruit in their own lives. Be good fruit inspectors. Do not let the messengers of Satan or their message overtake you. Matthew chapter 7, verse 16. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? The religious church today chooses leadership by forming a panel of members or a board of directors to vote and hire people of their choice. But we can see now they are absolutely stealing the right of God to choose whom He wishes. For the body to do things their way is to mirror the nature of Satan, who said he would be as God. Man surely does not want to continue to choose man to lead them. Leaders must from now on be called to office by God through others he has previously called to office. Jesus plainly said we should fear having those hired as our covering. John chapter 10 verses 12 and 13 explains, But a hireling, one paid a salary, he who is not the shepherd, the one chosen by God, he governs through. One who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. You see, a hireling placed in position by man does not have the anointing, approval, or backing of God to accomplish God's will for his people, and so will lack the fruit of the Spirit. Leadership chosen by man is but a title, not an office. God, manifesting through his servants, the prophets and apostles, will anoint, appoint, and back whomever he wishes to lead his people. It should be noted, however, that God is no respecter of persons. He looks for yielded vessels and many times chooses the most unlikely people by man's standards. Nationality or gender does not count with God. When mankind is born again, they are His, and He will use them as He sees fit. Acts chapter 10 verse 34 Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. Galatians chapter 3 verse 28 There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. This last scripture brings us to a sore spot for most of the church. There are many instances where God has chosen women to sit in an office to extend his hand of authority. It is simply Christ in us, we are but vessels, and God does not seem to have a problem using females to govern through. Here is a list, just to name a few. Miriam, 
Exodus chapter 15 verse 20, Deborah, Judges chapter 4 verses 4 and 5, Hoda, 2 Chronicles chapter 34 verse 22, Anna, Luke chapter 2 verse 36, Hannah, 1 Samuel chapter 2 verses 1 through 10. So it is God who establishes the offices, and He also chooses those He wants to fill them. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 27 and 28. Now you are the body of Christ, and members individually. And God has appointed these in the church, not the board of directors. First apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that, miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues. These are given as God's gifts to His people, yet many of the world's churches refuse them. In Ephesians chapter 4 verse 8, it says, Therefore, He says, When He ascended on high, He led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13, the gifts are identified. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Why? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry. No more pew-sitters. For the edifying of the body of Christ, to prophesy their place in the body and help them identify their job. Till we all come to the unity of the faith, have the same vision for the kingdom, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, believe the word instead of the world's knowledge, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, to become a part of the true body of Christ, Unfortunately, as you look at much of the world's religious systems and compare them to today's political systems, you will virtually see no difference. Both are run by man through Satan to the benefit of Satan's world and kingdom. The fact is, there is no one equipped to handle life's affairs except those God selects to operate through. Systems and individuals that operate in intellect based on the world's knowledge are subject to the curse spoken of by the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 5 Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord, rejects him through his leadership, like they rejected Samuel. Is it any wonder the church is failing and the world crumbling? It is cursed. So how can God's leaders be recognized? For one thing, his leadership will not be the haughty or proud. He chooses to work through those with a broken and contrite spirit. These will not be rank-minded but ones that really understand that it is Christ in them and not their own ability.
so they do not get in God's way. I warn you ahead of time. There is a voice that whispers in man's ears that questions the authenticity of God and his leadership. This voice is nothing more than the Pharisee spirit of Leviathan that has been against Christ since the garden. Those that listen to it will be gathered into a body as well, the body of Satan, Antichrist. So in closing, please read the previous blast, Mount Hermon versus Mount Hermon. You will begin to discern for yourself who God's leadership really is and where you can find them. I promise you, they will not be found bound to religion in the traditional church. Their message is what God is saying to his people today. Fresh, new, and exciting. It will be revealing God's plan for the restoration of all that was lost by Adam and Eve. Soon, no sickness, pain, death, or even time will affect the people who choose God's rule over their own. No more laity rule.